listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. Father Greg Sackowitz and Mark Treasy. The time is exactly 8.34 in Chicago. Come off the debacle last night of the Packers crushing the Chicago Bears, 41-25. to 25. And, Mark, the final score does not even indicate how bad it was. No, we were saying that first round of the, the first downs that um, the Green Bay had at the beginning of the game told you what the game was going to be. They methodically marched up and down yeah. the field, and uh, the, Bear, the Bears got 15, about 15 garbage points in the fourth quarter, but uh, that was a gift from the Packers. And uh, The only gift was it put me to sleep, so I had a nice sound I, sleep. I, I was, TV was done, at, I shut off at halftime, went back to doing desk work, and uh, 312-255-8408, a very, very important topic, backed by popular demand, Dr. Edward Gordon, uh, author, writer, Speaker, gifted, very involved at Holy Name Cathedral. Uh, Dr. Edward Gordon and his wife Elaine have been involved for many years at Holy Name Cathedral. Dr. Edward Gordon, welcome back to Catholic Chicago. How are you, Edward? Well, I'm fine. How are you, Father Greg? Doing as well as can be expected. As we, can we say we talk often and uh, one day at a time. And now, you've been on the program a lot since the pandemic started. And I know that Mark and I were with you the first time for the pandemic back in early April when we asked you, Edward, if this were a ball game, it'd be about the second inning, you said. Mm -hmm. And then about six weeks ago, a month ago, we asked you, okay, Edward, if this were a ball game with a continuing pandemic, what inning would it be now? You said roughly the fourth, maybe the fifth. So we have to ask you now as a first question, as we continue with this pandemic, what inning are we in? Once the vaccines start coming out, which is the good news, we'll be in the sixth. Oh. We'll see the light at the end of the tunnel, but we have to get to the end of the tunnel. Are we back to the third inning because of the uh, surge coming? Uh, no, because uh, we know how to treat people better as long as the hospitals are not overwhelmed. Uh, the death rate will be lower than it was before. And we know how to keep people from getting infected. That's the sad part. You know, just like the Packer game, that wasn't a conspiracy that the Bears lost, guys, right? <laughs> and this is not a conspiracy either. Yeah. Let's start out with some good news. First of all, we now have both Moderna and Pfizer announcing that they'll have drugs, vaccines that are reliable and ready to be issued very soon. In fact, some now say that before the, uh, at the beginning of December, uh, they may start inoculating health care workers. Mm -hmm. and, they, and the Health and Human Services Administration just announced that they believe that all senior citizens should be able to get shots 
if a vaccine becomes available by uh, before uh, the end of 2020, but they think by the end of January, seniors will be able to get shots. Now, right? Edward, are there some bad side effects with these um, vaccines? That is true in 99.9% of the time, there are no bad side effects. Uh, the swine flu from the uh, 70s, there were about 400 people who got sick because of it. But when you consider that out of the hundreds of thousands of people that got the vaccine, it was 400, it was a very small sample. So the whole conspiracy theory that vaccines are bad for you that has been running in this country for several decades uh, is false. There is no scientific proof that these vaccines are going to be harmful for the vast majority of the people who take them. All right. So let's but let's move on, because there's a lot to report today. And uh, let's talk about the fact that the positivity rate in the city of Chicago has been falling. It went up at the beginning of November. And uh, it was at 12.4%. That was a week ago. Now it's down to 11.7%. So that is very, very good. And uh, that's something that is a hopeful sign that people actually are following uh, directions and wearing masks and not gathering in huge crowds. All right? Mm -hmm. um, now... Across the United States, right now, we have a surge. And Fauci just warned there may be a surge built upon a surge right. because of all the people that traveled for Thanksgiving. And, uh, you know, that is something that we'll be able to see clearly within the next two weeks. But right now, we have over 13 million confirmed cases. We're going up at the rate of a million cases a week of people that have the virus. And oh, that's a staggering number. That's a staggering number. It is. And uh, it is a staggering number because now there are no safe places in the United States. I no. want to repeat this. Mm -hmm. So people traveled across the U.S., across state lines by car, plane, bus, train, whatever. All right? So... Again, we want to point out whether you're in a rural area or you're in a major city or a suburb, north, south, east, or west, what we talked about last March has now happened. The uh, virus now has spread throughout all 50 states and around the world. This is not unusual. 60, over 62 million people uh, have it around the world. Uh, about 1.5 million have died. In our country, we have seen uh, over 266,000 people have died. Now, for those of you out there that say, so what? Uh, let me put it to you this way. Click it or ticket got you to wear a seatbelt. There were 26,000 Americans who died on the highways last year. We now have 266,000 Americans who have died. If that were the highways, and we announced that, 
the outrage by the public would be, what's wrong with public officials? Why don't we have public safety standards to protect us when we drive our cars? Well, I have the question is, why aren't people using the standards that we have established? Walking up and down the street, because the virus can be spread up to nine feet in the air, or within uh, parties, social gatherings, etc. 266,000. Some estimates say if it continues this way, we could be over 400,000 by February the 1st. Wow. That's Let's... more people that died in the Second World War in combat. Wow, and that sobering note, let's take a little break. Uh, WNDZ 750 AM on your dial, 312-255-8408, Catholic Chicago. We're talking with Dr. Ed Gordon. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more, Ed, about what we can still do um, to keep this virus arrested. Right. Uh, okay, we'll be sure. back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one -one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, trusted research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Catholic Charities Celebration of Giving is underway and we need your help more than ever. Now in its 73rd year, the Celebration of Giving was started by a group of adoptive parents who wanted to buy gifts for children who had not yet been adopted. This wonderful idea spread at Catholic Charities and last year, 25,000 gifts were given to people who would otherwise have nothing to open Christmas Day. Our online partners make it easy to donate toys. Gift cards are so appreciated by teenagers too. Gather your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors and join this huge, awesome outpouring of kindness that is filled with the spirit of Christmas. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net slash celebration or call 312-655-7401. Thank you from everyone at Catholic Charities. Catholic Charities Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. 
you can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! We're back at WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial, 312-255-8408. This is Catholic Chicago with Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresi here, and we're talking. And we are social distancing, and, and we the are mask. the mask. And the mask. And we are live streamed. And we are live streaming. Hello to everybody who's tuning in to live, which is a wonderful, I mean, talk about one benefit, if you have to look at it that way, of this pandemic is how people are communicating very differently than they used to. Well, Zooms, live streaming, it's incredible changes. It's not the same as person to person, but at least it keeps people connected. connected. Now we had before the break, and I said I was gonna ask you, so what else can we do before the vaccine comes and the vaccine will take a while to take effect, what can we continue doing to, um, to keep those numbers down? Well, you mentioned two things, masks, social distancing, mm -hmm. washing your hands after uh, you come in contact with others or, or uh, uh, objects, avoiding crowds, also avoiding propaganda. You know, I've talked to doctors across the country. And many of them say it's not just fighting the flu, it's fighting the disillusionment and misinformation about these issues. If it's a constant battle, it's a never-ending war to persuade people that this is a life and death issue. You call it the plague. It, well, we're going from a national health emergency to a national health catastrophe mm -hmm. unless people listen such as the governor of South Dakota, 43% positivity rate in his, her state, the highest in the country. She refuses, she refuses to issue uh, a, a mask mandate. A health official in southern Italy, he said before he was fired, he claimed that people only got COVID if they engaged in prolonged kissing. Oh my God. All right. So w what we're talking about here, again, is uh, the, the power of uh, propaganda that is undermining this. Uh, when you see credible information issued by not just health officials, but by 99% of the media, and this discussed around the world, now, if you believe that all the governments of the world are in collusion for a vast conspiracy, the Justice Department, the FBI, all the health officials, the majority of the governors, and, of course, now all these courts uh, and these judges were appointed by Democrats and Republicans, they're all involved in this vast conspiracy. If you think that that is still true at this point, I would suggest you need to sit down very carefully and rethink 
rethink some of what you say is the basis of truth. Now, Edward, just what you're saying there, this is important for me, and that is I have friends who think this is overrated, overdone, that the numbers are so high with the death rate because, as a, as a couple of friends say to me, that uh, someone has a heart attack and they call it COVID-19 death just to get the numbers up. Yes. And, and also that, uh, <clears throat> in fact, if I'm not mistaken, in South Dakota, they have the highest death rate in the world. That's right, exactly. Per capita. Correct. Well, well again, where on social media people can put anything on social media. They can spread whatever rumor, propaganda, or outright lies. What is the data that supports their claim? Uh, there are claims being made today that basically there's no evidence behind, all right? Now, propaganda is issued by both political parties at different times. No one is immune from this. The key to you, your listeners, is what is the source of the information? Is there more than one source saying the same thing? And what is the expertise of that source? All right. Ed, where do you go for your where? What's the most credible resourcing you have? Well, uh, my suggestion to your viewers is this. If you read the Tribune and the Wall Street Journal, maybe you should read the New York Times, too, and maybe the Financial Times or The Economist magazine. Don't get most of your information merely from television or social media platforms because a lot of that is either unverified or sensational press headlines, all right? Look for things that are confirmed by multiple major sources of information. And, uh, you know, and of course, I own, as you both know, I'm the president of a research firm, and we get information from a wide variety of sources. And, and uh some of it is contradictory, and some of it changes over time. So it's not a question of maintaining a position on something indefinitely, and it's never going to change. Things do change, all right? And it's going to take time and effort upon the part of people to reconfirm what's going on and to know what to do, all right? So our daughter-in-law decided it was a very hard decision for her, but... She's conducting preschool and kindergarten in her home. Yes. She did not want to send her our little Lydia yet to kindergarten. Yes. What about what does she have to look forward to this next year? Well, we know that children transmit the disease. The younger ones are less virulent than the teenagers, and we know that if those that uh, virus is transmitted to people, particularly over 65, it can be very deadly. Mm -hmm. But we also know that people in younger age groups also get sick, and many of them survive, but they have long-term health issues because of, of the still hidden nature of this COVID-19 that we still don't fully understand because COVID-19 wasn't even uh, discovered until less than a year ago. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's still things we don't so, so know. So brand about. new. 
That's right, exactly. Now, our phone number is 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. Edward, what is the... <clears throat> a little hoarse right. there this morning. That's okay. What is the most frustrating thing for you as you listen to people? What drives you nuts? When someone in the hospital tells a doctor that I guess I should have worn a mask and they're either in denial of the COVID or they're now dying from it. And right now, more than a thousand hospitals across the United States report that they are critically understaffed. There's a huge shortage. I've talked about this before in prior months, and now it's spreading as the hospitals become jammed. And the sad part is going to be, with I fear now, sometime in December or January, many hospitals will start turning people away who need to be hospitalized, and the death rate will go up. Right now, the death rate is still lower than it was when the virus first came out, because why? Well, we have the drugs, the antivirals to treat it, and uh, and we're doing a, and the healthcare workers are doing a great job. But now, I talk to doctors. My, my best friend is an infectious disease doctor, and he was telling me how people now are sitting in emergency room waiting for a bed. And people sitting up in chairs are dying, sitting up in the emergency room waiting because they don't have any beds. Well, let me go back to, I know from our previous conversations, uh, one of your ministries at Holy Name, you lecture, uh, you do a beautiful job lecturing, but you, the hospital, yes, vis- the hospital visiting is one of your ministries. How do you? How are you dealing with not being? I mean, I'm sure that's just a, was a part of your life to go visit folks, bring Christ to them, uh, bring healing to them, and you can't do that right now. When do you do you see that door opening up for you in 2021? Only once I have a vaccine. Okay. Uh, and what I'm doing now, and I think Father Greg can testify to this. I'm trying to help the priests at Holy Name to better do their work mm-hmm. and support them. Wonderful. Because the priests are under tremendous stress right now. Say that again to our listeners, for anybody in their parishes, that what you're doing and how they can help. Well, psychologically and spiritually, support your local priests. Financially, too, obviously. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, the delivering of the sacraments has been severely disrupted. And priests are now called to hospitals Mm. when people die. And even then, it's under very controlled conditions. And funerals are under very controlled conditions. Think about this for a moment. If we have 400,000 people die by February 1st, which is now a pretty good chance that that's going to happen, unfortunately, what impact do you think this is going to have on the doctors, the nurses, the funeral homes, mm-hmm. the priests uh, that have to that, that presided all of those funerals, and I can tell you now, the priests are ordained and sanctified by God for their ministry, but they're human beings, exactly. and we need to give them all of the support we can. And in my case, I also try to give them all the information I can give them. 
so that they have a better understanding of what is going on across the country and around the world. All right? And now this past Sunday, the Pope published a beautiful letter in the New York Times entitled, A Crisis Reveals What is in Our Hearts. And what he says here is that we have to overcome the antibody, the greatest antibody to this crisis is indifference. Mm -hmm. We all have a role to play here to help one another, to help the people who are caregivers, spiritual givers like priests, more than ever before. But the pandemic has exposed the paradox that while we are more connected, people have become more divided. Mm -hmm. And that's a great line. That's a great line. Well, it's true. Very true. You know, and we need to understand that as a nation, we have a shared destiny. And the pandemic has reminded us that no one is can be saved alone this is a the foundation of not only medicine but the spiritual reality of the respect for life we are anti-abortion we do not believe that elderly people should be put to death because they're elderly or very sick what about our responsibility when we walk down the street and we could be spreading death to people passing us, or in meetings, or family gatherings, or in, in businesses, all right? We can prevent this surge if we become more responsible for ourselves. You know, Ed, we need to bring the program to a close, believe it or not. We've run out of time. Okay. And uh, I want to thank in a very, very special way Dr. Edward Gordon, a historian, writer, researcher, You've done a marvelous job. You'll be back on the program again soon, Edward. Here's the thing. You're not a doomsayer. No, you, no, no. You, you I'm call, saying to people, never, yeah. never, never give up. Exactly. Right. You You're, call it as it is. So I want to thank Dr. Edward Gordon and give our love to Elaine. Special thanks to co-host Mark Teresi. Mark, you're off to a funeral, I know, yes. and our prayers are with you. Thank Special you. thanks to our uh, producer, Vince Girasoli, our engineers, uh, Michael May and Javier Garcia. Great job gentlemen and to all god bless you have a blessed week stay healthy stay safe join us every monday through friday at this time for catholic chicago you can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website archchicago.org and clicking on radio tv and please connect with catholic chicago on social media